Hey everyone, I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk. Today, I'm giving you an exclusive recap of the 2019 Academy Awards. It's my favorite night of the year, and this year did not disappoint. Despite having one of the most fraught lead-ups in Oscar history between deciding whether we were going to present some awards during the ad breaks to not having a host at all, this year, I think everyone had their eyes on the Oscars as kind of this weird social experiment of what it was actually going to be. But I think it was actually one of the best shows we've had in a while, despite some very low moments. For starters, I think not having a host ended up being the saving grace for all of us. I absolutely loved the hostless Oscars. In a weird way, I think it let it be more about the movies and nominees and less about, was the host funny? What was that joke he made in his opening monologue? What was that terrible joke he made about that thing in the middle of the second ad break when it was broadcast back on TV? I just feel like not having a host was one of the best decisions the Academy has made, and I hope that they continue it for every year to come. And I will stand my ground on that. You can fight me. Having said that, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler opened the show after Queen's performance with a mini monologue that was to die for. Those women are comedy goddesses, and I would have gladly sat through an entire three-hour show if they were at the helm of hosting. But only them. Only Tina, Maya, and Amy are allowed to host the Oscars moving forward. It's a note to the Academy. My favorite moments of the night, I think I have to give it up first and foremost to Spike Lee. It was his night, and it was such a joy to see him celebrated in such a big way. He won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay and accepted from Samuel L. Jackson, which felt like such an iconic and joyful moment. It was also his first ever Oscar win, so the entire theater was just on their feet applauding him and celebrating him. And I think that the night really showed his influence over the art form. Ruth Carter, Barbara Streisand, Samuel L. Jackson, as I mentioned, all gave shout-outs to Spike Lee while they were on stage, and I think it just showed that as a director, as a filmmaker, as a cultural icon, as an activist, he has had such a huge and profound influence over filmmaking as an art form, um, and especially, you know, presenting the African-American voice in film. And I think that last... Uh, weekend's Oscars just really showed the incredible influence Spike Lee has had, and it was so joyful to see him celebrated in such a great way. My other favorite moment of the night was Richard E. Grant's reaction to seeing Barbara Streisand on stage. I don't know if you've been following this, Bettys, but he's a massive Streisand fan, and he was nominated for his supporting role in Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Barbara Streisand came out on stage to introduce Black Klansmen, and Richard E. Grant's face just lit up and he his jaw hit the floor and he just looked completely overcome with emotion. And it was one of those incredibly genuine and authentic moments that I'm sure he didn't think he was on camera for, but it was so cool to see him just let his emotions flow and let himself be completely overcome in the presence of Queen Streisand. It was a joy to watch. 
in an incredibly historic win and um, a moment that just felt like so much progress, Ruth Carter and Hannah Beachler won for costume and production design on Black Panther. And I mean, if you've seen Black Panther, it's an incredible, the costumes were absolutely stunning. The production of it was simply gorgeous, iconic. Um, and Ruth Carter, who also gave his shout out to Spike Lee in her speech, which I loved, um, they both just gave it up to African-American women and the joy of seeing and dressing women to be so empowered on screen. And both of them were just so thoughtful and beautiful in their speeches. And it was really cool to see them on that stage um, and just being celebrated for their contribution. Absolutely incredible. There were big steps forward, but there was one giant step back as Green Book won the top honor of the night with Best Picture. This just felt so bizarre and kind of like a slap in the face to the other diverse and not extremely problematic white savior narratives that were nominated in that category that night. And it left a lot of people, myself included, completely confused and, well, kind of concerned. I would have loved nothing more than to see Spike Lee take home Best Picture for Black Klansmen. I just feel like there were so many other films in that category that haven't had such a problematic and and rightfully so critiqued um, rise this awards season. And it just kind of was disappointing. It was a disappointing end to what was otherwise, I think, quite um, an enjoyable night. Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor for Green Book as well. Regina King won Best Supporting Actress for If Beale Street Could Talk in another incredibly historic and much overdue win. And Rami Malek won for his sincere and chameleon-like portrayal of Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, another movie that has had a really hard time um, kind of overcoming its controversies with Brian Singer, who was not mentioned anywhere, has not been mentioned throughout the entire campaign season. Um, and that has a lot of, a lot of people, critics, uh, thinking that it should not, should not be winning anything and should also be sidelined, uh, for Brian Singer's sexual assault history. But the biggest snub of the night (laughs) was Olivia Coleman winning Best Actress for The Favorite. Most people, if not everyone, myself included, thought Glenn Close was a shoe-in to win, but instead we got an incredibly hilarious and absolutely endearing acceptance speech from Coleman. There's nothing I love more than someone who's genuinely shocked and overcome with emotion when they win an Oscar. It's the best to watch, and she was so funny and so grounded and just could not believe could not believe she was standing on that stage and holding that statue. It was really fun. And we can't talk about the Oscars without mentioning Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performance of Shallow. My God, Bettys. If you saw it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you need to watch it. And then you need to read all of the articles, breaking it down frame by frame and analyzing their body language. The performance was smoldering and much better, I will say, than the film itself, but it will be watched for years to come. And let's just say the moment when Bradley Cooper picks up the mic stand and goes around the piano to join Lady Gaga on the bench to share a microphone to finish it out, I died. 
I will never recover from that performance. I think I've already watched it five times. My favorite red carpet moments of the night, there were so many. I feel like this was such an incredible year for fashion. Everyone just really brought their A-game. It wasn't a weird year. It wasn't kind of a blah year. I just feel like there were some really gorgeous fashion moments on that carpet. Billy Porter uh, was sensational. You have to look at pictures of him in his dress tuxedo ensemble that he came in. Stunning. Amanda Stenberg um, from The Hate You Give wore a flapper-inspired dress that was absolutely gorgeous, and it's her first time at the Oscars, and she just really showed up in this really glamorous and classic way. And Constance Wu was my other favorite. She wore this incredibly stunning, almost um, daffodil yellow, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more saturated than daffodil, but a bright yellow dress with dark red lips and dark red nails. And she just looked like Hollywood royalty. It was incredible. My favorite moment of the night, or I guess one of my favorite moments, wasn't part of the ceremony at all. It was actually a Nike commercial that ran during the Oscars that celebrated women in sports. And it's a voiceover. If you haven't watched it, definitely Google it. It's a voiceover talking about how, you know, when we're, when we're trying to be, um, when we're overcome with emotion, then we're too emotional. When we're being leaders, then we're too bossy. When we're uh, too good, then we must be doing something wrong. And it just, I'm not even doing it justice. You need to check it out. And it played during the Academy Awards. And I was just so floored and so inspired. Um, Serena Williams makes a cameo in it, of course, and it's such a huge celebration of female athletes and the strength and power and determination they have to keep going despite all of the roadblocks in their way. Definitely inspiring if you want to feminist your Wednesday and check it out after this episode. I love the Oscars. I know that they're fraught. I know when things happen, like Green Book takes home Best Picture, we all kind of scratch our heads and wonder, what is this for? Um, But I love it. And I love looking at all of the Hollywood elites coming out alongside the artists of the film industry and coming together to celebrate film. I think it's one of the most aspirational nights for me, at least. I love the drama. I love the dresses. um, But I love more than anything when people who are deserving take home top honors. So it was a fun night. Let me know what you think. Uh, Email beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. And have a very happy Feminist Wednesday. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!